Welcome, Non-Productive Universe, to yet another angle-locking edition of Wrestling Recap, the show that hits you for a 10-count of the most important developments in wrestling each week. As usual, I'm your host, Big Papa Pete. Let's jump right into the action. Before anything, we need to talk about what WWE is not. Sami Zayn. Unfortunately, it appears that Sami needed to have orbital bone surgery on his right arm, which is bad enough. But it appears, once that's had a little time to heal, he needs orbital bone surgery on his left arm as well. Poop. From what I've read, Sammy hopes to be back in fighting shape and ready to return by WrestleMania. Yes, the one in April. Still putting off the main shows, let's take a quick trip across the pond to check out the UK tournament slash NXT TakeOver slash whatever. This really felt like a soft opener for WWE's latest territory, currently being called NXT UK. The tournament itself felt a little rushed and generally less special than the OG UK tourney, but the British crowd was still hot and it was a good event overall. Zach Gibson won the tournament, but came up short in his title shot against Pete Dunne. There were a couple standouts that impressed me, including the mod father Flash Morgan Webster, previously seen in the Cruiserweight Classic, and Dave Mastiff, who, at 322 pounds, looks like a bearded hipster sat down to dinner and ate Rhino, Taz, and Vader in one sitting, then washed them down with a protein shake. You'd be forgiven if you didn't immediately peg him as a former gymnast who can bounce around the ring like a cruiserweight, leading to some spectacularly brutal spots. The two nights of UK shows are definitely worth a watch, so check them out if you haven't already. Finally, we get to Raw, where we witnessed another delightful promo exchange between the Deleter of Worlds and the B-Team. Right now, we're basking in that all-too-brief period in a successful WWE rivalry, where it still feels like getting more of what we like before it turns into running it into the ground. Let's just take a moment and enjoy it while it lasts. Bailey, Ember Moon, and Sasha Banks lost to the Riot Squad. Then Bailey snapped and beat the snot out of Sasha Banks because that's what needed to happen to advance the story. I much prefer Bailey as a true blue babyface, but damn, that girl can be vicious when she wants to be. The end result was Kurt Angle ordering Bailey to go to therapy, which is always sports entertainment gold. Number five, Braun Strowman feels bad about the way he treated Kevin Owens, and he wants to tag team with him. Strowman's delivery throughout this backstage segment was pure comic genius. He came across as a grizzly bear who is genuinely sensitive and caring, but whose voice can only emote barely contained rage. Also, Finn Balor does a rotten job of hiding the fact that he finds Braun hilarious. Can Braun and Finn do an episode of Ride Along together, please? And on an unrelated side note, can someone tell me who thought this new attitude for Jinder Mahal was a good idea? I tried to count the number of levels on which it doesn't work, but I lost count and gave up. Number six, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the IC title. What's left to say about a Rollins match? He could probably wrestle a lamp and make it look good. When he's in the ring with a competent worker like Dolph, the results are tremendous. The screw job ending was a letdown, but a predictable letdown. The bright spot was the arrival of Roman Reigns. No matter how much the fans hate him, they always seem to change their tune when he reunites with his S.H.I.E.L.D. teammates. The timing on this looks promising, too. Start bringing Roman and Seth together while they're wrapping up their current programs, and it can flow smoothly into a Dean Ambrose return at or just after SummerSlam. 
Number seven, moving over onto SmackDown. The authors of Pain are back. Remember when they first arrived and fired Paul Ellering as their manager, then disappeared almost immediately? My own personal kayfabe reason for this is that Ellering actually did all their booking. They had a hard time figuring out how to set up matches and airfare and hotels and such on their own. Anyway, they established themselves in a big way by defeating the legendary Gibson brothers, who combined weigh about as much as Rezar's ring gear. Then they further cemented their dominance by running away from Titus Worldwide. Number eight. So in case you missed it last week, Shinsuke Nakamura's pre-Money in the Bank show of force knocked Jeff Hardy cuckoo bananas. Jeff was supposed to fight Shinsuke again this week, but apparently the King of Strong Style got bit by a dog or something, and it turned into an open challenge for the U.S. belt. Sanity's Eric Young accepted the challenge, and we finally get to see an actual match involving the stable. Young and Hardy have worked together in the past, and it shows. Their match was pretty well put together until the Usos showed up for revenge from last week, and the match turned into chaos, turned into a six-man tag. So, yeah. Number nine, Team Hell No reunites, and finally the Bludgeon Brothers' seemingly pointless beef with Daniel Bryan makes sense. Clearly, the soon-to-be mayor of Knox County was already upset that Harper and Rowan raided his locker when they became the Bludgeons, and ganging up on his little goat-bearded buddy was the last straw. Anyway, this is apparently how you get a title shot, kids. And finally, in the world of video games, Rey Mysterio has been revealed as the pre-order quote-unquote exclusive for WWE 2K19. So don't get your hopes up for Ray Ray's return anytime soon. I mean, Kurt Angle didn't show up after he was the pre-order exclusive, did he? Or Goldberg? Or Sting? That would be downright nutty. <coughs> and that's your wrestling recap for this week. Got an opinion or something else to add? Join in the conversation on the Nonproductive Fan Club on Facebook. And while you're at it, subscribe to our podcast feed via your favorite podcast-obtaining method. Really like what you heard? Help support us on Patreon so we can make it even better. Links to everything can be found at non-productive.com. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.